0: It's time to accelerate! Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Welcome to part two of my conversation with Miles Austin, the Web Tools Guys, as he talks about the apps and hacks that can transform your sales productivity. If you'd like to listen to part one of my conversation with Miles, go to my website at andypaul.com or to iTunes and look for episode five. Welcome back. My guest today, Miles Austin. You can catch Miles online at fillthefunnel.com. I'm one of the leading experts on sales tools. So, before we talk to us about essential sales tools that every business, every seller needs, want to ask you another hypothetical scenario here and see what your response would be. You're a new manager being brought into a company you haven't worked with before. Yeah, it's been in the doldrums. They really want to give it a kick in the butt get it going. So you have sort of like one week to make your first big difference with the company. So what are the two things you would do immediately within the first week that would have the biggest
1: impact? I get my desk organized. I know that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> did I get my get my little phone system working? No. That's the first um, time someone said that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, believe me, I've had people on both managers of mine and salespeople. That's talk what they about did. that. Yeah. yeah, they got their desk and their files all labeled up properly. But no, I mean I, honestly, but I mean instant gut reaction. of uh, that is the first thing I'd like to do, is go whether I'm inbound or outbound or if I've got inside or outside sales, I'd want to go meet or talk based on your business model to my existing customers. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I would like to identify if the data is available, customers or companies that are no longer customers, but were right. And I would make those calls with a salesperson in tow. And I mean, I've done this. And I think what I found was many people are more than happy to help if you just ask. And as the new guy coming in, Mm -hmm. I'm in a great position to say, you know what, um, I would appreciate a few minutes of your time, and I know, you know, Mr. Customer, you're no longer doing business with us, and I've been brought here to help change the fortune and the direction of our company. Would you mind just talking to me about what happened? Because you had been buying products from us, and you're no longer. Can you help me as the new guy, help me understand what we did wrong and what changed so you sought another solution? Right. And again, be quiet, right? And I think at the same time, to go talk to our existing customers. Um, I think when you do that, you hear, okay, what do you like about us? Why did you pick us over other people? I'm convinced that when you go in with that humble approach, most people in most businesses that I've dealt with, not always, but most of the time, will be more than happy. Whether you take them to lunch or not and just bare their soul, they're going to tell you the truth about what's going on. And I think if you know those two things, why people that were customers quit being your customer, And why those people that are currently your customers picked you over everyone else, those two alone, and I think if you do those before you start sitting down with the reps and telling them we're going to change some things around here, and you know, I mean, all that follows an understanding of what your customers want, and either are finding or are not finding.
0: That's a great answer. I mean, it's a question I ask all the all the guests on the show, and it's you know get a wide variety of answers, but. I agree. I mean, I think that you have to find the solution or find the problems, identify the problems outside first before you deal with the problems inside.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it. I think just the nature of your question. If I'm brought in to fix something that's broken, there's something broken, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're going to ask the people that are living that every day, how likely are they to know what the problem is? Zero, probably. Now, I shouldn't say that. It's usually the people at the top that don't know what's not working. <laughs> Many times it is the people at the very entry levels, the worker bees, if you will. They might have a pretty good idea, but they were never asked. And that's just a general statement. But I found it to be true more often than not. I know in my consulting business, when I go in and I ask to go out and get down to the you know, the entry-level people, the, the people on the phones and customer service department, et cetera, it's amazing what I learn. And no one has ever asked them the questions that I'm asking.
0: Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I do the exact same thing as I make sure I interview everybody all the way down to the the lowest levels. And I agree, oftentimes, they're the most perceptive about what should be done or could be done to be able to help the customers.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: So, you're an expert on sales tools, sales technologies. Let's start with sort of looking at the categories of, of sales tools, sales technologies that are out there. You know, which category or types of sales tools should every sales person, every sales team have?
1: Boy, it's such a broad question, Andy. But let me let me. Let's start, I'm going to kind of narrow. With, let's start with categories, though. Types okay. of products. Well, you, I believe, as an at, now, do you want me to focus at the rep level or at the company level? Let's do both. Start with the rep. Right. Okay, at the rep level, I my, my and this is by the way where I get the most excitement from what I do. I just look at personal productivity gains. I know day to day, I've been a sales guy, as they said, all my life. There's a lot mm-hmm. of things I do or I should be doing as a sales rep that are just repetitive over and over and over and over. You know, entering a name into a database for my CRM tool as an example, or right. sending a follow-up email after I've met with them or following up a week after my last meeting, whatever it might be. I know I should be doing all of that but I don't usually get to it all because it's a pain in the rear. It takes time and it's just, you know, it's kind of redundant. It's those kinds of activities that I believe with today's technology that we can automate. And when I say automate, that doesn't mean you take the personal touch and interaction out of it. It just means that the trigger to pop up with an email that said, here's an email that has worked for you in the past, as an example, that works if you send this out one week after your meeting and it'll you know be some kind of a templatized kind of a thing and then I tweak you know a few words here or there or add something at the end right, to but personalize it fits it. my style right and I click the button those are the kind of thing I mean everything from setting meetings I mean you and I've had this conversation in the past and I know you use a tool that is very effective for you as well just the back and forth of trying to get a meeting set with someone could take a week or two or longer, especially if there's multiple people to meet in this meeting, online right. or in face-to-face. So use technology. Pick a tool that automates that and opens up your calendar with theirs and said, look, look at the calendar. Here's, here's dates that are open. You pick, Mr. Customer, and it'll automatically book in my calendar and it'll book it in yours. Now it's been done in five minutes or less, not five days. So these category
0: for the sort of routine task automation, uh, reminder automation, let's say, what type of tools are they? You call the sales enablement tools, sales engagement tools? I mean, what's what's our category and people start looking for
1: these? Well, boy, it's, it, again, it's kind of hard. I mean, uh, it, because every industry and every business, every company is actually different based on where they are in their growth curve and maturity and all that kind of things. But I mean, I'll use an example. Um, when I was selling technology day to day, and it's, it's again, it's been about eight years ago now, but I literally had a routine every morning. I wake, I'm i an early morning guy. I'd wake up about 530. Mm-hmm. I'd grab my cup of coffee, fire up my laptop at home. And I was still going into an office at this point, right? But I'd fire up my laptop, and I'd look at my screen. And I had a tool. At that time, it was called Jigsaw. Today, it's called data.com. Right. And it was a database of business contacts, and I'd already built in advance a search that said that matched my geography, my territory, the ideal customer titles. In other words, I want VPs and above, or do I want directors and VPs only, in the businesses, the industries, the zip codes, uh, and the SIC codes that matched what I needed to go do. And I, that search then was automated. So every morning I'd wake up, I'd fire up my computer, drink my cup of coffee, and I'd look at the email. And what it showed me was only the new additions, people that weren't there yesterday that met those criteria, or there was a change in that information, a new phone number, a new title, a new um, email address, whatever it might be. So I started my day early in the morning with okay, these are the changes in my territory of people that are most important to me. Mm-hmm. And then from there I'd go and then I knew, okay, out of those I said, these are the ones I have not yet contacted. And then I used a different product and this one was called Brain Shark still is called Brain Shark right And I had a couple key presentations, seven, eight slides that just hit the highlights of different approaches. Based on what customer level—what are they a VP or they a director, etc.—that they were focused on highlighting the key differentiators of what I do as a organization, as a salesperson versus my competition, and I would mail or send out via email the specific presentation that fit each of those people on my list that I just got from Jigsaw that were the new changes, and I'd send that out before nine o'clock every day, and then. In the evening when I came back, before I went to bed that night, I'd open it up and I'd look at the report that was generated in the evenings from Brainshark. And it would tell me who opened up that email, but more importantly, who clicked on and opened and viewed one or more of the slides in my presentation. Right. Okay. And so I knew, okay, there's something's going on because the CEO of this bank, and I'll give you a specific story if you'd like, um, opened up this presentation and watched four different times and stopped at slide number five for seven to 10 minutes each time. That's a pretty powerful set of insight, right? Oh, absolutely. And so from that, then I say, okay, that was now at the end of the day. The next morning, I now had the ability, because all this stuff was obviously in my customer management tool at the time. It was Mm salesforce.com. I knew who to call and I could literally sit there and schedule the calls throughout the day or from my smartphone if I'm out on on the road uh, my blackberry at the time and call people that i knew hey i just wanted to call i know you you would know, receive my email from yesterday i know you'd open the powerpoint presentation and i just got to ask you what was it that on slide five intrigued you the most and i hear dead silence it's like <laughs> gotta be kidding me right so i mean it, it, and people said wow well, but that really i said i'm telling you it works and i can use in a specific example Um, I was in a biz dev role, and I was reaching out to the banking industry specifically. Mm -hmm. And I was looking at mid-sized banks. And I had the whole U.S. to cover because I was in a dev role. I was just stirring up new opportunities. And I did the exact process we just talked about, sent off one of my slide decks, and there was a lady that was the CEO of a mid-sized bank in Ohio, and I won't go any further than Mm -hmm. that, protect the innocent. Never talked to them, anyone in that company, in my life sent it to him. And it was exactly this, that story. It was five slides. So here's what I saw that evening because I thought, okay, I'll follow up, you know, and we're going to go through and see what everyone does. She'd watched it four or five times at least, maybe more if my memory is, is accurate. But th- she kept slop- stopping on, I think it was slide five in a seven or eight slide deck. But I also saw that she had also forwarded my slide deck to three other people and I didn't know who I didn't have the names but they were all in the same general IP address which it does show so I knew they're most likely in the same company so in my mind I thought okay tomorrow morning I'm going to call this lady and so now they were in Ohio and I'm out on the west coast so we've got a little bit of a gap there and honestly I mean she was it was first on my list I was going to call before I made a call to her I got a call from the VP of their organization, actually mm-hmm. the CIO, excuse me, right, and said, I have a qu- identified himself, and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm scrambling to grab my notepad. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I was just grinning from ear to ear. He said, let me ask you a couple questions. I said, sure, go ahead. He said, is what you can do in this presentation live and available right now? And I said, absolutely it is. The second question he asked, he said, on, and I'm just gonna use slide five, whatever slide it was, on slide five, can you demo that for me live? And he stopped for a minute, and he said, tomorrow morning. Now, I'm in Seattle, they in Ohio, and I stopped for a minute, and I said, God, I don't know if I can even make the logistics. I said, yes, I can. We talked a little bit more, made a plan. It's kind of like almost a little bit of smugness to his voice. He said, yeah, we've heard all this before. Come on out and show this to me live. And it was a, it was a solution that helped buyers in technology automate all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. End of the story. I got out there, got in there, fired up the computer, showed them how this thing worked, and within a week, I had a contract that over a period of a couple of years generated over two million dollars, two plus million in sales of hardware technology. And I come to find out after the fact, Andy, that it was that slide that talked about the electronic procurement system Mm -hmm. which was on their executive agenda. The the, CIO, the CEO had said, gang, we have got to get this fixed because our paperwork's bad. We're getting a bad reputation internally. We're not able to get product on time to our users. We're not paying our bills on time, so we're getting people upset at us because our accounts receivable, is, uh, payable, excuse me, is a nightmare. And all of that said, and they saw that one slide that showed this automated, clean, full cycle of a procurement system, and that. One activity paid financially for me for everything else I did in that job uh, for the rest of my time. So it really does work. Oh, great story. Well, we're going to take another short break, our last short break, before we come back and finish up the
0: great session we've had with Miles so far. And you're going to give us some names of companies that do some of these uh, apps that – you know, sort of the sales tracking of the emails and so you can monitor what they open, all this great information that every salesperson should want to have on every email that they send out. Um, and then we'll also do some other questions we have for you. So stay tuned. We're talking to Miles Austin, and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Andy. Connect and Sell is used by sales reps at nearly 1,000 companies, including hundreds of technology startups and several Fortune 500 companies, to overcome the challenges of getting prospects on the phone. Companies using Connect & Sell grow their revenues faster by enabling their sales reps to have more sales conversations in 90 minutes than they could otherwise achieve in an entire week. Connect & Sell can be deployed directly to your sales reps or you can take advantage of their outbound on-demand service, which delivers qualified prospect meetings scheduled directly on your sales reps' calendars. Visit ConnectAndSell.com to learn more about how Connect & Sell can start filling your pipeline today. Alright, welcome back. We're here today with Miles Austin. You can find Miles online at fillthefunnel.com. Miles has been telling us some great sales tools that sellers and sales managers companies should have available for their sales team. So we just talked about you know ability to be able to track when a customer receives an email when they open it. If they click on the content that you have associated with it, you're gonna get a file attached to the email and they open it. And in your case, you're talking about a PowerPoint presentation, you could tell they lingered on a particular slide. Give us names of some companies that are making apps like this, or the apps that you like that you use for this today.
1: Well, there's two that I'll recommend that are they're that kind of proven um, winners out there. One of them is Yesware, mm-hmm. um, and the other one is Tout App, T O U T A P P. Both of them work great for they have some some kind of templatized kind of solution and. When I say templatized, people always you know, they kind of wrinkle their nose. You can make it as custom as you want, but they make some automation in there. Right. Um, so it, a, these are the in the email tracking
0: space, just to right. let people know for
1: sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And th- there's another one that that is brand new. I haven't even written about it yet. That's kind of a really emerging one that's really cool. It's called Banana Tag. BananaTag.com and it lets you see what's happening to your emails after you send it. Not a lot of extra, not a lot of fluff, not a lot of extra capabilities, but just let you see what's happening to your email. So those mm-hmm. three, it, try them, check them out, and see which one fits for you.
0: Right, because I think in cases, uh, certainly I know of, of Yesware and ToutApp, uh, you can tell when people click on your links, you can do, uh, as you said, templatized emails, you can do some basic mail merge type functionality, so you can send out uh, you know, templatized emails to a limited number of people every day. But they give you that capability. Again, I think if you're a salesperson, I'd, every time I talk to a sales team and I, I describe this capability as you just did, giving a similar example, and they look at you with these bright, open <laughs> eyes, it's like, you can do that? I know, <laughs> it's like, I know. oh gosh, yeah, if you're a salesperson, no reason today to go without that capability. It's not creepy, it's just, you know, did your customer engage with the information that you sent them? Great information to have. Absolutely. So what other sales tools high on your list today?
1: Well, I'll tell you, there's one that I'm playing with right now um, that I'm really intrigued with because it's one of the least expensive tools that does this for social. It's called 12 Star Social. One, two, star dot com. Check it out. There's a free version and there's a version that's like five bucks. So it's really affordable. And it gives you, it shows you um, all of your followers, you're on Twitter and Facebook, et cetera. It shows you what if you've increased or decreased, but it also gives you depth. It tells you who are the people that that followed you since yesterday, who are the people that have unfollowed you, et cetera. So it gives you some flavor for if what you're doing on social media is working for you. So that's one that I would encourage. It's brand new. I haven't even written about it yet, Mm -hmm. but I've been very impressed with what I've seen so far um, in that process. So I think that's one that, is definitely worth looking at. Um, obviously, we've got we talked about scheduling. Uh, for me, my favorite is Time Trade. Right. Um, great product, but there's others. Um, Vcita, uh, the letter V and Cita, um, is another one that's very productive, very helpful. Um, and there, there's several others out there. But for me, I mean, I I've had Time Trade now for four or five years, and I use links to set up new meetings. In everything from my LinkedIn profiles to my websites to my email uh, signatures. Mm -hmm. uh, And it's always helpful. And another one that I. And people click on those links. Absolutely. I get appointments set up without me doing anything in my calendar on times that I've set aside for those, what I call exploratory meetings Mm -hmm. of 15 minutes, all because of a simple tool like Time Trade. Okay. So I think, you know, a couple, there's just some great ones out there. Reportive is one that kind of helps you. Um, uh, when you're looking at something like maybe you're doing homework on a on a potential client or a prospect um, in LinkedIn um, and something like Reportive or Kite Desk. Um, so in Reportive, let's spell that's R
0: A P P O R T I V, right? T I V E. T I V E. Okay, I thought yep. I didn't know there was an E on it. And
1: yep. that that shows up like as a sidebar on your like Gmail. Exactly. It shows up and it shows you all their basic current information. It shows you what their most recent posts have been. If they have a blog, it shows you what their most recent tweets have been. Any news about the company, if there's been a reorganization or a acquisition or whatever it might be. It just gives you like a real quick boom. Here we go. Let's get some quick information on it. Um, and it's been very helpful um, in order to do that. So that's one of them I think that you know a lot of people could probably benefit from mm-hmm. um, as you go through. Um, you know, one that I found that's been kind of fun for me is a product called Crystal C R Y S T A L. Let me think for a minute. It's crystalknows.com, crystalk s.com, um, and it is a tool that suggests the best way to communicate with people over email. It goes, and you put in the information, and it goes out and searches online and tells you when he or she seems to be most active or at a desk or on their computer. So it kind of helps you narrow down. Maybe this is a morning person, or maybe they do a lot of work at night after hours, or it's just another way to give you a little bit of fun insight. That's very interesting. Crystal nose. Absolutely. Again, I, I just just came across it. Uh, I'm in the middle of it right now. I've been using it for about a week, and it's it, it's one of those tools I just kind of smile. I go, wait till people hear this. This is pretty cool. Because <laughs> it's those little pieces. You know, it's never none of these tools are going to make your career for you, but they're just little pieces of insight that can really be a big, big help along the way. Exactly. If this information is available for you as a salesperson, you'll make sure you use it. Absolutely right. Um, I think one of the the tools that every salesperson should explore is a product called from a company called Sales Loft. Um, Kyle and his team are focused on the biz dev role, finding new business. And so if that's something uh, for your listeners, that that's what they do or they need to find new business opportunities. Salesloft.com has a whole suite of products. And Sales Prospector is one of their tools that, again, kind of puts a profile just to the right within your LinkedIn activity. And it gives you that help and that capability. Um, similar to that, again, Kite Desk is another one. Similar kind of in some general ways to that. Mm-hmm. But explored and you'll see some differences. One of the more innovative CRM tools that I found out there that's been in the last year or so um, compared to, like, the big monster of a Salesforce, is something like Nimble. Right. And they call themselves um, the social CRM tool. And, again, what happens is once you've installed it and you've set it up, very affordable for most people, um, it also gives you a profile on the right-hand side. It tells you when your last contact was, when your next meeting is scheduled for any current social activity, the most recent posts and tweets and all that kind of thing. So it's just, again, a quick way. And I think what we're finding here is, and, and I've uh, I've noticed this a lot, more and more companies that are developing these tools, Andy, are talking about you can use this tool as a custom part of your overall solution, of your day-to-day process, because I think the days of, very frankly, the big Salesforce.com you know one tool that runs the world or Microsoft Office right Mm -hmm. it was all-encompassing but as a result as new technology and capabilities came out you really wouldn't get access to the new capabilities until Microsoft or Salesforce would go create it and add it to the package or whether it was a new update or a new upgrade or whatever all these tools I'm talking about are free or very low cost and the ability to use these, I'll use another example. There's a product I just wrote about uh, yesterday, in fact, called um, re, uh, two days ago, actually, called Rebump. And it's right. a little application that when you – how many times does this happen, at least to me in sales, all the time? I'll send an email to someone, and, then, and I don't get a response. Well, Rebump, based on the criteria that you set so it's all customizable, something will pop up and say, hey, it, these people haven't responded for three days. And an email pops up, the custom message said, Hey, hadn't heard back, I just wanna follow can you know, blah, blah, blah. Hit the button and it sends it. So it'll keep doing that until you get a response. And the response could be, quit bugging me, You're driving me crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's okay. Get, right? Out of here. You get you get to an answer. And that's I think all you know, good salespeople, all they want is tell me. Right. Give me certainty. Right. Absolutely. Salespeople hate uncertainty. Okay. Well, that's
0: been great information. We're going to finish up with what I call sales corner. I've got some rapid fire questions for you. Give me one word answers. Uh, You could give me more more than one word if you want. (laughs) Completely up to you. So what's the most powerful sales tool in your arsenal?
1: My phone. What's your definition of value in sales? Boy, the definition of value. Helping a customer take a to-do off of their list. Who's your sales role model? Gosh, you know what? Probably overall, I would say Zig Ziglar. What's the one book that every salesperson should read? Amp Up Your Sales, Andy. Of course.
0: (laughs) Yeah, people have to stop doing that.
1: Um, (laughs) No, let me tell you, there's a couple that I love. Um, Including Amp Up Your Sales.
0: There we go. I mean,
1: first that one, obviously. But um, I I learned a lot uh, earlier in my career from Jill Conrad's book, Selling to Big Companies. Yes. Um, I like it the best out of all of her three books, but Mm -hmm. they're all good. Um, I think, very honestly, Napoleon Hill is a genius, and I think Think, think and Grow Rich is still one of my favorite books. Mm-hmm. Um, Og Mandino has a couple books that I really enjoyed. I mean, there's so many of them. I, here's what I would tell people is go search the, all these lists that are out there, even Amazon.com, but don't just focus on the ones that just came out that have social in their title, right? There's some wisdom that was written dozens of years ago like uh, Neil Rackham, Spin Selling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm critical sometimes because the thing has got to be three generations old and email wasn't even around, I think, when he right. originally wrote it. No, it wasn't. But it still is powerful. Right. And I think people sometimes dismiss it because it might have been written in the 70s or the 80s or the 90s. Big mistake because the wisdom of sales is still there and it still works. And it might be more important than ever.
0: Okay. Favorite music to listen to to psych yourself up for a
1: sales call? Oh, boy, ACDC. dc um, I you know I'll tell you I, any particular uh, song? Thunderstruck for me is mm-hmm. uh, it's on my uh, phone, it's on my <laughs> iPad, it's on my laptop, it's in my car. I actually have a CD of it of just that song in my car when I put it in there. What do you do to keep fit and healthy? Huh? <laughs> what? Huh? Huh? Uh, I don't, bud. Uh, uh, that's thank you for the reminder. Uh, All right. I, I really don't. I I need to do more of it. The one question you get asked most frequently by salespeople: How old are you? <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, no, well, and, and that's true. Um, the one most most frequently: Can you show me how?
0: Yeah, that makes sense. For you, that makes sense. Yep. So, last question: What's the one thing you do each and every day to improve, either in your work or life?
1: That's that's a no-brainer, buddy. I read. I read way more than most people should probably read. I love to read. I read, geez, I probably read 70 to 80 books a year. But more importantly, I read blogs. I read social media. I read publications online literally hours every day. It's a great lesson for people. Salespeople, as I say, a minimum. You
0: have to invest an hour a day in your education. In order Absolutely. to keep ahead of what's going on in your business and in your industry and develop the skills that you need to develop to succeed. Well, I Absolutely. want to thank Miles today for joining us. Uh, Miles, thanks for sharing your journey, your wisdom, your knowledge and experience about sales tools and sales technology. Briefly,
1: how can people get hold of you? Easiest way is m austin at fillthefunnel.com. They can get a hold of me on Twitter at, Miles, uh, at Miles austin. Or they can give me a call and uh, they can go to my website or fillthefunnel.com and my phone number is right in the upper right hand corner. And if you click that button when you're viewing, it'll dial me directly and uh, hopefully if I'm not with the client. I'll be talking to you within seconds.
0: Sounds good. So remember, if you're an entrepreneur, you're in sales. If you're in sales, you're an entrepreneur. So make it a part of your day every day to learn something new to help you amp up your sales. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling.